Drugs for weight loss. Well, let's turn that question around. Instead of asking why you should use them, I think we should ask why not use them. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Steve Pederuti. I've been practicing weight loss medicine as part of my primary care for 30 years. It is absolutely foundational to anti-aging medicine that I now practice. You don't get to live to be your longest, healthiest life if you're carrying significant excess weight. One of my research colleagues summarized it thusly. He said, to put it simply, the skinny rats bury the fat rats. So back to the drug issue. We know, and if those of you that have been following me for a while, you know that diet and exercise fail. They do not work. Diets fail because they're a temporary intervention in the face of a chronic condition. Yes, obesity is a chronic, relapsing, stigmatized, neurochemical, and hormonally induced metabolic disorder. It is not a failure of willpower or a failure of intellect. I've met many thousands of patients that have been struggling with weight. I could tell you to a person, they've had enormous success in their lives, achieved great achievements. This doesn't happen out of sloth and a lack of discipline. It is misapplied discipline. We have to appreciate the fact that our body likes to grow fat. It protects us. It's energy. When we go on a crash diet, the last thing your body wants to do is give up fat cells. It'll shrink bone, muscle, organs, even your brain, before it will sacrifice those precious fat cells. So how in the world do we break this cycle if diet and exercise don't work and our best efforts don't quite hit the bell? Well, this is where the pharmacology can come in, but let's throw in some caveats here. Drug therapy alone will never get you where you want to be. It can help to alleviate some of the consequences of obesity. In order for a drug to make it to the market and get through the FDA, it has to prove that it's effective at reducing weight. That threshold, ladies and gentlemen, is 5% weight loss. Now I ask you, if you're a five foot four, 200 pound man or woman, and 5% of weight loss, let's see, that'd represent 10 pounds maybe? Yeah, 10 pounds. Would you consider that successful, going from 200 to 190? If the objective is to treat your obesity, the answer is no, that's not success. However, that threshold gets a drug approved by the FDA. That's not unreasonable because there is a corresponding benefit with cholesterol, blood pressure, and other medical disorders by virtue of 10 pounds of, let's emphasize, fat loss. So really, these weight loss drugs are misnamed. They should be called metabolic syndrome drugs because 100% of you, you start that drug, you're going to hit a wall. So the, the solution to the problem is not to go to your family doc and say, gee, doc, I want that new drug just came out, Wygovi. I want that new drug that just came out, Qsimia. I'm, I'm obese. They should you should treat this. Not going to work. Worse yet, if you go online and purchase from an online doc, 
and they ship the drug to you. This, these are profit-making schemes, folks, unless it has a sincere, fully developed nutritional behavioral change component. So if you want 5%, maybe, and bear in mind that drugs don't certainly work for everybody, not unreasonable. So then why use them? Here I am telling you to use drugs and then saying they don't work that great. Because, folks, it's like, oh, for you war historians, and if you're not, then I'll explain. In World War I, they had trench warfare, digging holes in the ground and hiding underneath them. I think it was a British invented the first tank. And the idea at the time was a tank is going to roll through these trenches and it's going to turn the course of the war. So off they launched these tanks and they found out they worked great. They drove right over the trenches and right back again, but had no impact because they needed to be combined with other aspects, specifically ground forces. Well, that's kind of like the the drugs for weight loss. They are a piece of the puzzle. We call this a, a triangular treatment approach. There is pharmacologic agents on one leg of the, of the tripod. There are nutraceuticals and supplements on another leg, and then nutritional behavioral change on the third. You bring them all together, and astounding things can happen. But this podcast is focusing on pharmacology. That tripod approach that I just described is what we do at Intellectual Medicine. And if you have tried and failed, to do this on your own, then there's no better treatment available than that which we deliver through intellectual medicine. Now, if you can't get here, anybody that can hear my voice can follow Shannon Petteruti, NP, nurse practitioner. She has a nationwide reach. She can connect, treat, and engage virtually online, literally anywhere in the country. So I encourage you to consider that because, folks, This is a fight for your lives. So with regard to drugs, here's the old standby. Phentermine, it's been around for 50 years. This is a drug in a a class of drugs that can stimulate the um, autonomic nervous system. It's sort of like like a burst of adrenaline, if you will. And it shuts down hunger and it can bump up metabolism and it can make you feel full for a longer period of time. All right, so far so good. Typically a once a day drug. It's generic. It's super cheap. It's uh, another drug in this class is fendometrazine. And these are two agents that I use with frequency. Uh, I do not use them at the same time. It's either one or the other. I like them because of their cost effectiveness. I like them because of their safety. They've been around for 50 years. Now they do have a stigma attached to them. Some doctors will tell you that they're addictive. They're not. They have a bad reputation because they hung out with other drugs like, oh, like the black beauties and the amphetamines, right? These drugs are a molecular derivative of those, but quite different in their clinical effect. But when a drug has been around for 50 years, nobody spends money to get it relabeled. So it carries on that stigma. Anyhow, I think these drugs are wonderful adjuncts to the other pieces of weight loss. What are the side effects? Dry mouth, constipation, increased heart rate, possible increased blood pressure. However, usually we don't see that. Usually blood pressure tends to go down, but it does need to be monitored like any drug. And you got to complement it with the other pieces. What else is it? Well, you folks have probably heard about Wegovy. They're promoting themselves rather heavily. Wegovy is from a newer class of drugs 
This class of drugs were originally designed to treat diabetics. The, um, the flagship in this class was Bayetta. And we knew back then when it came out to treat diabetics, that's over 15 years ago, that it would help with weight loss. Then Bayetta gave way and not gave way, it's still out there, but other drugs came to the market. Victoza was another agent in the same class. These drugs work by slowing down movement through the gut. So they make you feel full longer. They can lower insulin levels by making the insulin receptors work better. Insulin is a fat growing hormone. And they have an absolutely fascinating effect on the hypothalamus. It's a part of the brain that propagates desire and craving. I've had people tell me that have gone on these drugs that they've lost their taste and desire, some of their zeal, if you will, for drinking alcohol. Just an interesting observation. The new iteration of this drug, and the newest one, is Wegovi, also known as semaglutide. It is a once-a-week injectable that has the benefits I just described to you of slowing down gut motility. Therefore, one of the side effects can be constipation. Another side effect can be nausea or stomach pain. If those happen, stop the drug, call your doc. But don't be misled, folks. You can't just fire and forget. Semaglutide is a wonderful agent. Using it once a week, gradually increasing the dose until either side effects occur or you're getting a good response. That is, the weight's trending down week to week. So this is a class of drugs that we use quite often in intellectual medicine and that uh, Shannon uses often in her practice as well. How about some other drugs you may have heard of? How about Contrave? Contrave is a, a branded, patented prescription drug that is a combination of two generic drugs, bupropion and naltrexone. Interesting that they take two existing drugs, stick them together in the same pill, and presto changeo, they've got a new patent. Nothing wrong with Contrave. However, it does have a $200 a month price tag attached to it. And you can get the same drugs through generic sources at a fraction of the price. In addition, whenever you lump two drugs together, the possibility of side effects can emanate from two different substances. Now, on the other hand, it has been shown in some cases combining drugs at lower doses can actually reduce side effects. Now, bupropion is a drug that I'll sometimes use off-label. Off-label means that you're using the drug for a purpose other than what it was originally intended. That's a completely legitimate, ethical, medically appropriate thing to do, and doctors do it all the time, based upon their knowledge of the agent and their knowledge of the patient. Bupropion is used as an antidepressant drug, but it also has the effect of blocking some of the craving elements of food intake, and it's been correlated with weight reduction. Naltrexone, specifically low-dose naltrexone, is used in full dose. It's used to block the opioid receptors so that opioid addicts don't have the same desire for their drug. In lower doses, it has a similar effect in the sense of blunting food desire, especially for highly pal palatable, high-carb sugary foods.
So combining these two agents is logical. It's reasonable. It's just a little bit pricey. And there are alternatives available in the generic realm. Another drug that fits that profile is Qsimia. Qsimia is a combination of fentermine, the drug I was telling you about earlier, and topiramate, also known as Topamax. Topiramate is a drug that's utilized to treat seizures and migraines, and it has been associated with weight loss when taken on its own. So the clever pharmacologic engineers said, hey, let's combine it with fentermine, and sure enough, the combined effect is better than any one drug alone. So I like Qsimia, but the price tag can be a little bit prohibitive. It's 200 bucks a month in that neighborhood. And once again, you can achieve the same result by combining these two drugs in a generic form. I used to be much more bullish on topiramate, but I was seeing too many side effects of impaired memory, word-finding difficulty. In fact, the nurses at the hospital dub it Dopamax because it tends to slow the brain. Um, brain's one of my favorite organs, so I don't like anything that kind of messes with it. So I've drifted away from using Qsimia and uh, Topiramate. However, they're reasonable options when properly monitored. So those are the big agents that I use frequently. There are other things that can be used off-label. Metformin is a drug used for diabetics that has had some weight loss associated with it, albeit rather modest. But it is very safe, super inexpensive, like $5 a month inexpensive. And a recent research has correlated it with some anti-aging attributes and even anti-cancer attributes. So the metformin is an adjunct that I'll oftentimes use. So speaking of adjuncts, the concept that is required, I was telling you about the tripod, right? You got to have pharmacology in most cases. Nutraceuticals, we'll leave that for another time, but suffice it to say, it is utilizing supplements to support health and enhance weight loss. And then the third leg of the tripod is nutritional behavioral change. Don't be fooled. You can't just take a sheet of paper, eat this, don't eat that, and go to town. That's not how eating behavior works. It's a primitive behavior driven by the primal cortex, not the frontal lobe. That's why you cannot think your way through this. You, you don't. You're too weak. We all are. Nobody can stare down a croissant if you're under duress, bag of potato chips when you're feeling bad. But you can combine these agents to make yourself resilient. So it gets us to a concept that intellectual medicine I call sequential polypharmacy, and simply means this. Any agent you use to lose weight will stop working at some point. And it's at that point that you're going to need to either add another agent or change to a different substance. By utilizing this approach, assessing at each step, you can achieve astounding results with extraordinary safety. Well, if you have that success, do you need to be on these drugs for the rest of your life? And the answer is, well, maybe, but probably not. In most cases, the drugs would be used intermittently as needed. 200 pound, that 5 foot 4, 200 pound person is now weighing 140. Feeling great. Brain is clear. The joints don't hurt. 
Got a whole new wardrobe. Life is grand. Well, you could back away the pharmacology, but you never stop treating obesity, folks. You never stop some type of follow-up, accountability, and assessment by whoever's treating your obesity because it comes back 100%. It comes back with a vengeance. It comes back more than when it started. So the mistake that you want to avoid is hitting your goal weight, declaring victory, and suspending any consideration of future support or prescription. In my practice, we consider a five-pound weight gain after hitting your target to be kind of a 911 moment, right? You, that's the time where you pick up the phone, you get in, and we consider, okay, let's look at what worked before, and let's reintroduce it again. Pharmacologically, reinforce the principles, the nutritional principles that are necessary to achieve success. These principles are against the grain of American eating and require reinforcement. That's why intellectual medicine has ongoing open-ended maintenance programs. And that's why Shannon uh, Petarudi on her virtual worldwide internet approach has a similar uh, aspect. Once you're there, that's true. It's easier to maintain that weight with the proper support. So folks, pharmacology is, is underutilized in the treatment of the number one medical condition in America, which is obesity, it's underutilized. And when it's utilized, it's not often utilized to its full potential because it's not a, a combined with the other pieces that are necessary. Well, I hope you found this a little bit enlightening, overviewing some of the pharmacology, how it's used and why. I didn't mean to make uh, prescribing physicians out of you guys, but it's good to hear a perspective on these agents Combining them is safe and often done. Using them is morally, medically, and ethically very legitimate and is not a sign of mental weakness. It's a sign of intelligent processing and problem solving. Well, folks, here's wishing you all 120 lean, fit, healthy, and active youthful years. I'm Dr. Petteruti, and we'll talk to you next time.